0: Hello, everybody. William Letts back here again for the Beyond the Column podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to have a good conversation. And I don't know about you, but I really enjoy the power and the intensity of a good conversation. And Perhaps it's because that I've come to understand that in a very good conversation, I always have the opportunity to learn something new. And when I open up my own mind uh, to that, I learn that I can wrestle not only with the thoughts that are being presented from somebody else, but I'm beginning to learn how to wrestle with my own faults Uh, thoughts as well. And so we're thinking about things in a new perspective, thinking about things in a new way is a really powerful thing. And I've learned that that can only really come from the power of having a good and deep and thoughtful conversation with somebody else. And that that conversation can take place, you know, uh, one-on-one, um face to face but but it can also happen over over social media as well and oh my goodness have have we seen just the uh constant uh devolution of good conversations taking place not only in person but but also in social media you know it seems like we've spent a lot of our times in these back and forths listening for certain cues. And then when those cues come up, we're ready to formulate a response and we're just waiting for that other person to be quiet so we can formulate a response. And what we're doing is we're not really listening to the other person. We're spending all of our mental energy waiting for that time to pounce. And that's not what I would call a a positive way to have a good conversation. So why am I even talking about this? Well, I saw something posted uh, on social media. It was something that came out of a, a book. It looked like, and it said being taught to avoid talking about politics and religion has led to a lack of understanding of politics and religion. What we should have been taught was how to have a civil conversation about a difficult topic. And boy, there's a lot of truth to that. And, and I shared that and it got a lot of likes. But even as I did that, it made me think about something. It made me think about okay, we 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 understand that having a civil conversation is something that we don't do anymore. But are are there some principles, are there some rules? Are there some guidelines that we can follow in order for us to have a productive conversation, whether one-on-one, um, face-to-face, or whether on social media. So I, I, I created a, a social media post, and and I'm trying to figure out what are some basic concepts that we can use to begin to have a more powerful and a more robust conversation with one another hopefully kick up the level of civil discourse so that we don't always feel like we're either a uh, under attack or be always doing the attacking rather than rather we're we're learning new things we're appreciating new perspectives so i came up with these uh rules for civil engagement i want to go through them and then i want to hear what you think about these so here we go rule number one Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Small lies turn into big lies. Big lies turn into bigger lies. The next thing you know, no one trusts you, and you don't even trust yourself. You may not know what the truth is, but you certainly know what is not the truth. Stay away from those things that aren't the truth. Wow. In in the world of fake news... Um, in the world of you get to kind of make your facts go along with the story that you want to say. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of truth in this, and while this is true, I, I also tend to believe that you know uh, stories mean more than facts. And so when I'm talking about telling the truth, it's not just about the factual stuff, but it's the stories we tell as well. And so. Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Be an honest partner when you're in a conversation. Second rule, don't attack people. Um, C.S. Lewis, I believe, said men don't have ideas. Ideas have men. And boy, if you think about that for a while, that's very true. Because the ideas that we have... um, are probably not new ideas. They're probably ideas that people have had for a long time. And the ideas that we have will long live, will long outlive us. So other people in the future will probably have the same ideas we do as well. And so I think Lewis is just thinking there's these ideas floating around and they kind of get in our head and then we don't have these ideas. The ideas have us. And so when we're in a conversation and we're attacking people instead of ideas, we're literally attacking the weakest part of kind of that, that two, uh, two party system. If We think of you as an idea, you and your idea, your idea is stronger than you. And many people don't want to attack the idea because the idea is stronger. So they'll attack the person, so they will attack the weakest thing. And I tend to believe that when you are so set on attacking the weakest part, you know, of of that system, those are the things that make you weak and those are the things that that make you less than admirable. So you shouldn't do it. Rule number three is assume the person in the conversation knows something you don't. And this is probably, this probably should be the most important rule. But it doesn't matter if you have a PhD from an Ivy League school, the things you know um, can only get you so far. In fact, the things you don't know clearly outnumber the things you do know, probably by a factor of about a hundred. And even when you think you know something, You have to have the realization that you're only coming to that knowledge through your own particular view, your own particular worldview. Someone else has something different. And it doesn't mean that you're right and they're wrong. It just means you're different. And the fact of the matter is, what makes you think you have the superior worldview? Of course, they don't. But if they don't, you don't either. So what? what makes you believe that your worldview is more superior than someone else's? You have to talk about these things. You have to negotiate them out. You have to have the ability to articulate your ideas in a way that, that make your worldview understandable to somebody else. Rule number four, don't be obscene. If, if you use words that you wouldn't say in front of your mother, your wife, your daughter, a mixed company, anyone like that, it makes you look weak and pathetic. Please don't do that. We, we have enough coarseness in this world. You don't have to be a part of it. Rule number five. <sighs> The goal is not to win an argument. The goal is to do well enough to be a part of the next argument. Let's take a trip back to when we were in the schoolyard playing basketball or playing football or playing whatever. And let's say you blow out the conversa- uh, the competition by about 100 points. And in the process, you are just an absolute jerk. Um, You're demeaning your opponent. Uh, Perhaps you're a little too physically hard. All of these things. Do you really think somebody's going to want to play with you the next time? No. You're obviously much, much better. But nobody's going to want to get involved with you. Um, rather you have to play well enough to get invited back to play again. So even if you lose a game, you can feel good about it. um, because you've, you worked hard, you tried hard, but yeah, we just lost. And that's going to happen. But I now have a strategy to win again. And my opponent who was adequately challenged will want to play me again. You know, that's, that's such an important rule that we often forget. The goal is not to win. The goal is to do well enough to get back into the next argument. Rule number six is be precise when you talk. If you go on a 100-word run-on sentence and you make no sense, you've automatically lost the argument. We all learn some degree of grammar in school. It's important that we use it. And here's the thing. There's a lot of teachers that made it their life mission to keep you from being ignorant ignorant in how you articulate the world. They did that because you not being an individual that can articulate your views is bad for the world. I recently, uh, gave a small talk at my uh, alma mater, Wright State University in front of a bunch of undergraduate students in, um, their urban affairs program and which was the program I graduated. They all looked at me and they said, Hey, if you had one piece of advice for students, what would it be? And I said, you know, the most important thing you can do as a college student is learn how to articulate your ideas. Well, uh, both written and both uh, through the spoken word as well. If you can articulate your ideas, well, you're going to win most of the challenges that come up in your life. And if you have a good soul, if your motives are pure, not only will you win, but the people around you will win. Your family will win. Your community will win. Your world will win. The organizations that you're a part of, they all win because you have the power to speak some degree of stability in a world that doesn't make any sense anymore to a lot of people. And if you can do that, you can change the world for better. Uh, The seventh rule, be polite. It costs you absolutely nothing to use manners, but what you will repeat Reap and rewards from being polite is beyond measure. How hard is it for us to really be polite? We've spent a lot of time and effort and energy um, just to learn how to be better people. And we, we often need reminders of that. And even when you're hurt, even when you're down, it doesn't matter. You still need to be polite. Rule number eight, be responsible. Your words do have the ability uh, to cause pain and to hurt people. Um, There are people that have struggled for decades from things that they were told when they were younger. Even the things they weren't told when they were younger, they still struggle with. Um, You have the power to either lead people to a better life or a worse life, and it's really incumbent upon us to choose wisely. Um, I've had the privilege of going on a lot of men's mission trips, and these are profound events um, if you ever have a chance to go, and the thing that is completely amazing is that there are a lot of grown men that still have pain and anguish from relationships with their own father that they're still trying to, to work through, still trying to figure out. And a lot of that comes from things that were said or things that weren't said. Some of it was intentional, but I bet a lot of it was unintentional. And that's hard. I mean, nobody knows how to be a parent. Um, You know, the, the degree of your parenting experience is limited by where you are today. And the crazy thing is, is that your ability to be a parent in the future is always a new experience. I mean, I have... An eleven-year-old son and an eight-year-old daughter. I've never had a twelve-year-old son and a nine-year-old daughter. In many ways, I'm completely unprepared for it. But the eleven-year-old son's never been twelve, and the eight-year-old daughter's never been nine, so they're just as unprepared as 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 I am. In reality, nobody knows what in the heck they're doing, so we just gotta we got to put our faith and trust in God and in each other and just do the best we can as we move forward. Rule number nine is also an important rule. Don't get emotional, especially in social media. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have emotions, but we have to realize that when we type something, so much of our our nonverbal cues can't come through. You can't look at humor. You can't look at sarcasm. You can't look at pain, um, the same way in a written word as you can in a face to face conversation. And we have to, we have to recognize that. Um, and sometimes when we're hurt those emotions come across as anger and frustration. Not saying that that's not completely inappropriate, but our messages can easily get mixed up depending on the emotional state that we're in. The final rule, and this is almost a good rule for anything in life is just be humble. Acknowledge your mistakes, ask questions, Recognize and respect the knowledge and dignity of others. It's that simple. People who think differently than you um, aren't inherently more ignorant of the world. They just have a different viewpoint of the world. You don't know everything. And your way to conquer new knowledge is to ask questions. And because you don't know everything, you're going to make mistakes in the way that you articulate things. You will articulate things that aren't necessarily correct. And when you make those mistakes, you have to be forward and say, I made a mistake. Boy, I I feel like I do that more than anything else. I'm probably wrong more than anyone else I know. Um, in fact, it was just today I got in a little bit of a Facebook conversation and, uh, I said something and somebody said, that's baloney. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Um, I probably went too far, but here's my worldview on this. And and they, they came back and said, well, here's my worldview. And, And the beautiful thing is I can still have disagreements with these individuals over these types of issues. And it doesn't matter if they're social or political or whatever they are. But at the end of the day, we still respect each other. We still admire each other's, um, ability to articulate things. We still admire our own individual abilities to kind of make positive changes in our world. Um, And that feels good at the end of the day. It feels good to know that I have people that I can talk to that will help me straighten out the own ideas I have in my own mind. And it's pretty rare to have those type of people, but it doesn't have to be rare if you're willing to follow these rules recognize when you enter a conversation that it's going to be uh, it's going to be difficult because you're going to learn something you might be wrong you have to respect the other person you have to put yourself in a different position we all think we're masters of our own life there's no doubt about that but at the end of the day we're all limited by the things that we know and the things that we don't know and if we're going to grow, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. I've, I've never grown in an environment of comfort. Every Everything that I've grown has come through a, a sensation of pain or frustration. And it's once we get to those places where we're not necessarily uh, hurt, but we're willing to. To put our our comfort aside for something better, that's where we get to learn more things. And that's where we get to be uh, better people. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of the Beyond the Column podcast. Please feel free to get interactive with us. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments on this topic. Check us out on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash beyond the column. Send us an email at beyond the column. At gmail. Oh, excuse me, beyond the column podcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at beyond the column. I would love to hear from you. Um, the response to our podcast has just been growing and growing and growing. I know I've talked to a few of you over the last couple of weeks that kind of wants to know more about this medium and how it works. I'd be happy to. Uh, talk to you more about that. And of course, you know, all that means is there might be some future episodes where we have some guests in which we'll have some conversations. So you get to hear a different voice other than mine, but uh, all that's for the future. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Have a great week.